Solve for X, Episode 3. Eat the Rich. Alright, uh, ready to record? Yes. Perfect. Uh, get to it then. Just come find me when you're done. You're not staying? Do you need me to babysit you? No, of course not. Great. Then I don't see the concern. <sighs> Ugh. Ugh. Shit, I fell asleep. <laughs> what was I? Oh, my daily report. Right. God, it has been a long night. Um, a good night, though. In kind of a fucked up way. A night that has proven what I've always said. That karma is a beautiful and ruthless force in this world. Like, in my opinion, anyone who says poetic justice does not exist in the real world is, like, not paying attention. A man's greed and hubris can only lead to their downfall. And what a beautiful and bloody thing it is to watch. <sighs> but I'm getting ahead of myself. This is the daily report of Eden Arden. I'm 23, and I have been a part of the PETSA organization for almost five years now. It's so rewarding, fighting for the well-being and rights of animals who can't speak for themselves. I really can't see myself doing anything else at this point. Like, I know that some people love to try and discredit us and call us, like, extremist or whatever, but, like, I really don't believe in labels like that, you know? Like, we get results, and that's what matters, right? So yeah, we've been stationed outside that awful old zoo in town for the past few weeks because like their lease was almost up and they were debating not renewing because it wasn't making as much money as it used to. Guess people are finally getting tired of watching animals waste away in tiny cages and perform tricks for food. And like if they didn't renew it, then all the animals would either be released or sent to a proper sanctuary. So like obviously that's what we were trying to get them to do. And we had just about convinced them too. Like we almost had them, but then some rich bureaucrat stepped in at the last second and offered to buy the place. And money speaks louder than these poor angels ever could. So of course, the zoo director agreed. <sighs> we doubled our efforts, picketing every entrance and event in an attempt to change their mind. But like we weren't having any luck. All week, the zoo's been like preparing for this massive gala they're hosting to welcome the new zoo director and celebrate the zoo staying open. Like that's something to celebrate. So yeah, the gala was tonight and then they were gonna sign the final papers, making it all like official and everything tomorrow morning. My little group has been posted at the south entrance uh, which is by the loading dock. So all week we've been watching them bring in like the fanciest, most over-the-top decorations, bought with money, mind you, that should have gone to the betterment of the animals, but no, they needed to spend it on an ice sculpture of the dolphins that they love exploiting so much. This morning started out kind of boring, like 
it was a Monday morning, so the zoo was just like school trips and stuff, but they brought in this crate that like right away I knew wasn't just some like overpriced balloon arches because it had this like live animal label on it. I was furious, like we've been trying so hard to get these animals out of here and now they're just bringing in more? I had to know what poor sweet baby they were bringing into this hell. So I left Todd to hold down our spot while I investigated since like he's been there the longest anyway. He wanted to come with, but like, ugh, he's been complaining nonstop lately that he's just like freezing and just like cannot shake this cold or whatever and like i do not want to get sick and like if we get caught and have to like run i don't want him holding us up so anyway yeah i went alone to look so around back they have one of those chain fences with like the green tarp blocking your view but if you stand on this rock by the fence there's like this one little gap that gives you the perfect vantage point to their whole loading bay inside it's great like whoever put that there is probably like really smart and like really pretty. But yeah, anyway, so I saw these two people in there with the crate. They were dressed in these like ugly lab coats and ratty old tennis shoes. And anytime any of the zoo staff tried to get close to the crate, they would like wave him off, which was like weird, right? And so I was trying to see what was in the crate, but it was sealed pretty tight. And all I could see was like flashes of red coming through the cracks. It was so bright. I thought maybe there was a red light in there and they had some exotic lizard that like deaf shouldn't even be in this hemisphere or something, which like honestly would be very on brand for them. And I mean, you're not even supposed to use red lights with lizards, but like not like they know anything about animal care anyway. But yeah, anyway, you know, when you can just like feel like you're being watched, I look over and those lab coat people were just like standing side by side and smiling at me. And not like a friendly, good smile. More like the one you would see on a psycho killer before they stab you in the shower or something. And then they reached out and shooed me off like I was some nosy little kid. And I don't know why, but it just like, just like really freaked me out, okay? So like I scrambled backwards, falling off the rock I was standing on, and I run back to my group. And Todd teased me for being spooked so easily, but I'd like to see him stand his grounded face with those creepy scientific twins from The Shining. Fucking Todd. <sighs> Most of the group headed back to the base after that because like the gala was tonight so we needed some time to rest and regroup before spending the whole night protesting. We tried to get passes to the gala but it was invite only and it was locked down pretty tight. So like we were not very successful there. Can't imagine why. So we just planned to be stationed outside the different entrances. We knew they were gonna have like four times the security tonight, but they were way more adamant on keeping us out than they've ever been. So like most groups didn't even last an hour before getting booted off the property. They threatened to have us all arrested if we came back, which honestly is a threat we get a lot. So like I was shocked that so many people just tossed in the towel and gave up. Like they just gave up and went home. I couldn't even believe it. Like. How are we any different from them if we just give up and take the easy route all the time? I tried to fight to stay, but everyone just got in their cars telling me to give up, just go home. But I'm not like that though. I always do whatever it takes. So I told everyone I was headed home too. I was going to the bus stop, but I didn't. I went around the back where like the little kitty area is and I jumped the fence by the petting zoo. 
the fences there are like nice and low and since there's no actual entrance or like gala events there or anything it was left completely unguarded once i was in i started heading towards the main event hall but as i was trying to figure out my best route inside i heard obnoxious laughter coming from my right it was over by the wolf exhibit that's around the back of the main gala hall um I wanted to see who it was because I was thinking like maybe I could befriend these like drunk rich idiots and then walk right into the gala with them with no questions asked. It is truly shocking how many people you can walk right past if you just act like you're supposed to be there. Like my whole way there, not a single waiter or worker even gave me a second glance. I heard the laughter again and I followed it. Peered around this tree and I could see a man standing on the viewing platform above the wolf enclosure. It was that insufferable billionaire and soon-to-be zoo owner, drunk out of his mind, gesturing dramatically to this gorgeous blonde lady in like this stunning vintage dress. Like she looked great. But anyway, um, he was clearly trying to impress her. And he was tossing these like chunks of cooked steak that I'm assuming he stole from the dinner at the wolves, which like, that's so dumb. Like, oh my God, like there's no way that those spices are like good for them. And like what wolf wants like cooked meat anyway? It was so stupid. So I crouched down and I leaned forward a little to like hear them better. And I'm like practically sitting in this bush and I hear him brag about some exotic gift he was given by some like anonymous donor. And I looked where he was pointing and like, I don't know how I missed this before, but all of the wolves were cowering in the corner of their small enclosure, all trying to stay as far away as possible from this, well, I mean, I hesitate to even call it a wolf because it was like way bigger than any wolf I've ever seen. And its fur was pitch black and his eyes they were this like shining red, the same red I saw in that crate this morning. And like, listen, here's the thing. I love animals, right? But like with that love comes like respect for their true nature and power. So like everything in my body was telling me to just run as far away from this thing as I could, but also this like sense of dread that like if that thing decided that you were its next meal that was it and i could tell it gave that girl the chills too because she was staying as far away from that enclosure as she could that didn't stop that rich idiot lacking any form of self-preservation from leaning over the platform looking down over the enclosure drunkenly swaying over the guardrail reaching out trying to beckon the thing over like it was a fussy house cat she tried to call him back but it moved so fast it was like a blur it just just, it leaped up. I didn't think that they could jump that high, but it, it grabbed the man by his throat and pulled him down into the enclosure. It was so fast, I, I, I blinked and he was down there. The screams drowned out by this, by 
this rumbling growl. That girl screamed. She ran off yelling that she was like gonna get help. And I looked back to the man and I just watched this thing sink its teeth into his side and the sound of all of his ribs cracking just echoed around the concrete. He was barely conscious at this point and I just stood frozen. But that thing, it, it looked at me. Like it knew I was there the whole time. And it like, I don't know, grinned almost. Its mouth opened and I saw these rows and rows of teeth sprouting inside of its mouth and it just, they went so far back. It's like it went all the way down his throat. I, I don't know any kind of wolf that has that. And it glared at me like it was making sure I was still watching or something. I took a chunk out of the man's neck and shoulder. He jolted awake again. The scream, the, the scream that got like instantly drowned by all the blood and teeth in his throat. His arms flailed as if he could do anything. <laughs> but that thing just shook him violently like, like a dog with a chew toy. It just tossed him to the other side of the enclosure over by where the rest of the wolves were. He landed like a ragdoll. Just this while I couldn't even make out his human. He just... He just looked like meat. Smoke began to fill the whole space and I thought that there was a fire, but it was... It was like it was coming from that thing. And the those harsh industrial lights they have in there, they just began to flicker. And the smoke, it was just black. And I was just choking on it. And all I could smell was blood. And this, like, burning hair smell. I was just choking and gagging on it, and I I thought I was gonna pass out. And then it just cleared. And that thing was gone. I was so scared that it was behind me or it got out or, or I don't know what. I heard all this screaming. And I thought maybe it got into the gala or something. I felt so out of it that I it took me a while to realize that it wasn't just in my head. <laughs> this whole group of people, the help that that girl went to go get earlier, finally showed. 
far too late, obviously. Staring at that lump of bloody flesh and meat. Even in my days, I couldn't help but feel a sense of accomplishment, of peace. Like all my hard work finally paid off. What did I say? Results. But I knew I had to get out of there. The media or police heard that a PETSA member was there when the guy they've been protesting nonstop was brutally murdered. No matter what evidence I had that I had no involvement, they wouldn't have believed me. It's just an easy scapegoat, you know? When I got up to leave, though. Hello? What the, Is anyone what there? The fuck? What? I thought this was just a re recorder. How are you? Can you hear me? Hello? Who's there? I'm, um, I'm Kate. I'm, Fuck, e I'm Eden. I I'm okay, I I don't know if anyone can hear me. I'm I'm trying to get out, but get get out of where? What are you talking? About? <laughs> Hello. Having a good little chat with your friend there. Fuck. This episode of Solve for X was written and directed by Lee Fennell. Voice performances by Lee Fennell, Patricia Chai, Evan Fennell, and Remy Ulmer. For more information, find us on Instagram and TikTok at solveforx_podcast. underscore podcast. Thanks for listening!